Mic check. What's up, Mello? Hey, couldn't leave you in here alone. I know, I, I was starting to feel like I'm going to be talking to myself today. I'm here. Hey, uh, it's kind of laggy. I, I think it's on your end. Oh, is it lagging? I guess that's technical difficulties. <laughs> well, that's a bummer, so basically nobody can hear me. That's all right. You guys can talk. He pretty garbled up. Hey, Paradox, can you hear me okay, or is it, is it my Yeah, end? I can hear you. So, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Uh, I think it's your end. Um, yeah, so here we go. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of this is just to open it up so that if we, if I can do this consistently, that there's a place that people can just come together and, and we can start having, you know, interesting communications, kind of like we do one-on-one, -on -one, but kind of just to open this, this thing up and see what what you know we, what we can discuss what you know if there's anything that's worth talking about I mean there's so much to do right now I, I'm hesitant to even do this because it's like you know talking is one thing and actually doing stuff is another thing so it is getting very busy at the hive yeah for sure I, I feel like we had a bit of a, a slow start everything kicked off really really quickly and then we've sort of slowed down and I think that's actually because you know, we would be focusing on the simple stuff, you know, getting everything set up. But because we've got this VR, AF stuff coming up and our Hive event, it, it seems that, you know, we're actually behind the scenes working. But to everybody else, we're not really doing a lot. So I, I, it'll be good for people to start seeing what we're doing, really. Yeah, I think that's the basic idea is uh, just to talk about projects that are emerging and then the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Because I definitely feel like I, I don't have enough of me to, to go around to manage the real world and the virtual world. And that's kind of like why I started this. Maybe it would create some type of discipline where it's like, okay, I'm going to show up here, you know, from for an hour, hour and a half, whatever it takes, and just talk to people and listen to people primarily. Because I'm really not much of a talker as much as it may seem. I really just like to listen and figure out where people are at with their, you know, why, well, like, why are they even here? Why are they showing up to this thing to sit in front of a computer all day, you know, to build some type of virtual world? But anyway, we can we can go into some of the stuff we were talking about, uh, just just as far as like having an open communication about the promotion for the Hive launch and and, and some of the stuff that you were, you know, asking me in the in the chat if you want to. Yeah, I mean, um, for anyone that is, is listening, we're, we were having a conversation about how best to promote the Hive in terms of video. Uh, my background is videography, so um, I can certainly do some of that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so we, we've got our, our launch event coming up, and we were just essentially discussing if we should just have a video with titles. You know, what's more engaging, a video with titles or perhaps, you know, one of us, um, you know, sort of giving a short uh, talk on the stage to sort of say what, what, what we're doing. So we're just toying with ideas and, and uh, bits of music and, and stuff like that. I mean, Vax, what's your general opinion 
in terms of video length versus you know a, a launch video? Yeah, I mean, I, I it just depends on you know how much content we have to include in the video, and right now it seems like we're trying to organize organize that. So it's just a matter of so right now it would seem like you know. Uh, the, uh, maybe 30 seconds to a minute is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's about what I've got. You know, essentially at the minute it opens up uh, with our logo, a little bit of music, and then I was thinking, I mean, this is all ideas stage. It will come uh, drop into uh, my, myself on the stage, and instead of just titles, you know, saying what we're doing, you know, it, it could actually have sort of a, a presence, you know, uh, on stage, which is kind of the point, you know, the... Um, the hive is based in crypto voxels and it seems it would seem a shame to just have titles all the time you know why not show something even if it's 30 seconds you know show that we actually have a presence in in crypto voxels so that's sort of my thinking yeah i really like um, that i like that a lot yeah and I, I think we should keep keep it vague for the most part in terms of uh you know what we I've sort of written something along the lines of, um, you know, we'll be speaking about a few of the projects we're working on. I don't think it needs to be much more than that. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, essentially saying, come, come to our talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and then obviously I'll then be promoting the, um, the gallery hop event, which, um, who was the chap that was working on the, the tour? Oh, that's Ten, um, ten Finney. Ten Finney. Yeah, because that's a really good idea as well. Because I mean, it means that I mean, it could probably work in maybe unison with with our with, with this gallery hop. But I mean, I presume that they're not just looking at galleries; they're looking at interesting builds and everything. Yeah, yeah, I think that's his idea. And I also think that he's selling an NFT that gives you access to the audio in a Discord channel to the tour. That so, is, yeah, that is pretty genius, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. Any idea when when that will be? Is that for that's for the VRAF event, isn't it? Well, he doesn't. I don't think he's released the date yet. It, it may be after the event. Oh, okay. So it's just toying with the idea. But I mean, going forward, I mean, he could do that across the entire city for anything. Yeah. You know, which I think's a really good idea. Can you imagine sort of a uh, you know twenty thirty people trailing behind a guy with a giant banner on his head saying tour guide? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just just to pass her by you're like what is going on have you seen um uh, i think it's cry um has all the uh, all the different animals stacked up on top of his head like that's how i'm seeing it but with like a, tour, a giant tour guide sign something like that where you could be seen a million miles away right right yeah i could i could definitely see that happening yeah cry's got that totem going on it's pretty pretty insane stack of uh, wearables <laughs> it's crazy I like it but yeah i mean i think that uh, you know, there's a lot of potential for tours. Obviously, with the stuff that you're doing, there's obviously a huge business use case for, you know, screencasting and and just documenting, you know, the different events and even even touring. I know that, uh, you know, Q's in here and he's got some really awesome builds. And whenever I'm going through some of his builds, I'm always like, man, I need to be screencasting this. So I know he's interested in, in like doing a two or three minute tour of... It probably would be longer than that. It would probably be like a five to seven minute tour of some of his builds, his galleries, and talking about some of the artists, because I really think that that's the core thing that is of interest, is if we can showcase the artists that are in these really awesome builds, that would be dope, because nobody's doing that yet. And, and it would yeah. be, you know, it would be a regular, uh, that's kind of some of the stuff that I'm envisioning with CryptoArt.tv. 
is to like feature these in-world documentation, like documentaries. Anyway, it takes a lot of work because it's like right now it's just you, but I, but I definitely can see this thing growing into into an enterprise because there's a lot of demand for that type of you know uh, production. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, right now it almost seems laughable, you know, in terms of what's actually here. But you're right. Going forward, I think it will grow exponentially. I think it will suddenly the demand will be there. I mean, there's bits and bobs of, of demand right now, but you know, it's definitely good to be in a place to offer that now. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, um, if anyone that doesn't know what I'm working on, I'm um, I'm working on a, a video solution which includes. It's more for live events, to be honest. If if I'm honest, um, currently I've been working with about five six cameras on the events. Essentially, it's like a, a live a live TV studio. Um, someone's up on stage, and instead of just one camera at the back of the room, you've got six cameras: one on the left, one on the right, one on the top, one at the back. You know, so and the way it works is it I will be live editing the events as they go. There's there are some problems at the minute. CV is um, it's getting better in the way it's optimized, um, but the, the problem is that when you get a hundred people in the room, it gets pretty laggy. Um, but I but that that will get better. I think at some point that would that those problems will just disappear, um, and it will make my life a lot easier. Um, but yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, Once the technology catches up, things are gonna flow a lot more. Um, yeah. So, but I just think that it's interesting in these early days of trying to create you know business use cases, and also just watching it how fast the space is gonna explode over the next couple of months. I think we're going to see like an exponential increase in activity, in-world activity where people join, you know, just all these different events that are happening. And also just more artists realizing that they can actually uh, sell their artwork, you know, in these virtual worlds. So it's going to be, it's going to be wild. I just know that these are kind of like, you know, this month and, and this month is really the month if we can maintain the momentum and and just give it everything that we have as far as Hive is concerned, that I think that we can really create something special or, or kind of dovetail on this, you know, just what is so special about CryptoVoxels and keep bringing together the creators, the parcel owners, builders, and artists that have no idea about crypto and have no idea about CryptoVoxels and just show them their art in world. I know Q's done that. He's actually went out to DeviantArt and found, he just found some artists and uh, basically took their artwork, you know, took a screen. I'm not sure how exactly he did it. Maybe if his mic is working now, I know he's still in here. He could talk about it. Can you, can you, well, now he turned his mic on mute. I don't know. But Q, if you can talk, it'd be cool to listen to, uh, you know, just, just to how that worked out. Because it, I, I like, I like how it worked out. But I don't know if his mic's and, yeah muted and deafened, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it it does seem like you could, like you said, just go straight to DeviantArt and find your favorite artist and just demand that they they tell them, look, hey, you're not making a lot of money on here. Come do crypto art. Do the same thing, but with crypto art. You know, you you should be successful. And yeah, it would be great to sort of rally people like that because I think people. It's the same. I'm an artist. Um, you know, yeah. I, I I got in. I got into it by a, um, the artist Metageist uh, telling me about it, um, and I had a very excited Metageist coming to me saying, "Dude, you need to be doing this." Um, 
and at first I didn't really understand it, but then after a while, it's like, it's a no-brainer. People need to be involved. So I think once people start realizing that crypto art is a thing and this scene is here and how exciting it is, they are going to flood. How would you say? And I think, say again? uh, No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was going to say, I think the, um, the, the, the link will be the VRAF, uh, festival because it's not strictly, you know, crypto. But I think people, a lot of people are going to suddenly be aware of it. So I wonder if you, um, if anyone's listening, I wonder if that could tell us a little bit about, about the VRAF stuff. Yeah, the VRAF, go ahead. Okay, so, you know, the virtual uh, rare art festival obviously is something that's happened over the past couple of years and kind of originated out of the counterparty uh, Bitcoin rare Pepe stuff. I mean, it did originate from that. And then it kind of like bridged over into the, you know, this this explosion of crypto art happening on Ethereum. And, and, and then, of course, like with the, the virus and everything, it's kind of like now we're just going virtual. It's perfect timing, though. So I think that we're going to see a huge turnout over the next week with people getting involved with uh, the VRAF. And, you know, we're also we're going to we're going to do this build a thon, which it's kind of taken on a new shape, too, where we may have more than one parcel. We may end up having it seems like seven now where different builders can come in and basically have builder rights on these parcels and just start co-creating. And I think we have solved. Uh, I'm not really sure. I haven't got the exact like way to do this yet, but I think we have we're getting closer to solving or, or we already have. And I just don't know how to do it. Um, having multiple builders on a parcel. But I think that's an exciting thing that's happening with VRAF. Obviously, all of the different speakers is going to be interesting, but I think that's happening through Zoom. So it's not necessarily completely in-world. But the idea with what Hive's you know, uh, trying to put together would be completely in-world and not Zoom. I'm not really like, I just don't, I'm not very interested in, in, in extending you know, the virtual video world you know, or, or just like, like to me that's not virtual reality like like youtube videos i know that people like that's just online that's just web stuff but virtual to me is in world so i know that a lot of people think you know that virtual is a zoom basically because i think that's where everybody's headed oh let's just do a zoom and that's kind of like a virtual meeting and i and i get it but but a real virtual meeting is in world and you're in an avatar but anyway so i think that that's going to be um the next transition going from the zoom virtual you know meeting to actual in world once the technology is to a point where we can get hundreds of avatars into a room it's going to get real interesting and i think that the more that we have these these uh meetups and these gatherings in world that you'll start to see like smaller clusters form you know like just tenor, it's almost like uh i know that there's that oh, i can't remember the exact name of it but it's uh it's, uh, I, I'm going to botch it, but it's basically a meeting that happens every month and, and uh, people come together. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I can't even, I, I've only went to one of them, but basically they review a couple of uh, works of art. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's in world and it's over there by makers. Oh, I, I do know what I mean. Uh, is, is it the Gangnam Art Meetup? Yeah, is it's, that the one? yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's like basically it's like you know they're just reviewing like four or five pieces of art and and kind of going into depth 
with the artist, why they created it, what does it mean, and stuff like that. Yeah, the Gangnam Art Meetup, I think. So, it's something like that. I've, I've been to a couple of them. Yeah, it's interesting. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's actually the first... That's One of those is actually the, the first event I ever went to in CryptoVoxels. Same with me. That's exact, That's that's the first event I went to. And it was all... I, the audio wasn't working, so I only heard a little bit here and there because they were using the V, the in-world audio, holding down the V key. And it didn't yeah. it didn't seem to work very well. But, uh, but it was still cool. I mean, I think there was probably like maybe 25 or 35 people when I was there. I'm sure there was probably more at some point. But... But I thought that was really interesting, and I think that more of those types of small clusterings are, 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 are it's, it's, it's what's going to happen. So it's almost like you have all of these different rare art festivals that are emerging because it's like it's almost it's almost like taking the word rare and just saying it's kind of like not everybody's going to be into that type of meetup. Maybe they want to talk about you know some type of weird oddity around wearables or some type of weird you know voxel creation technique or mega voxels or. You know, so I think that, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of in-world meetups or gatherings or, or whatever. So I'm ex I'm interested in that as well. But you know, the VRAF, I think this is more of an experiment. But we're getting the traditional or not the traditional. I would say it's just like the ex I don't even know how to say it. But like the the crypto artists that have been active in the space for like four years, coming out of really counterparty and then got involved with the the whole DAP explosion where more people were creating NFTs. I mean, even the word NFT wasn't around during counterparty for sure. But, you know, so you have more, uh, those types of people are going to be, you know, speaking. I, I just think it's because they feel comfortable talking. They've done this before. They were present at the previous festivals and they talk at other, you know, conferences and stuff like that. But I think the the uh, the way James has got it set up, each person's only going to talk for like ten or fifteen minutes, so it's still you know it's it's cool, but it's but it's still like I, I just imagine the, the the future VRAF is completely in world, and you've got like you know a hundred events happening spontaneously, and but it's still got some organization and structure to it, but you just have like I think it's I think it's baby steps though. I mean, yeah. I completely agree with you, but for the the masses to sort of to understand and to get involved. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a good first step. It might not be exactly what we want, but it, it's a good first step. Oh, you know? big time! Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think James is definitely you know he's putting a lot of energy into it, just like he did last year to organize the the, the physical world uh, rare art festival that happened in New York. So it's going to be interesting to see how how this how this plays out. I think it starts just for every, anyone that's listening. I believe it starts on Thursday, the fourteenth of May. And it's going to start at the whip is kind of the launch. So I think it starts at 2 p.m. Central Time. Um, yeah, so, it, so let's see. I was trying to think of the exact time that that is. Um, I think that's 8 p.m. GMT plus one. It's the, do you mean it's the same time the whip always is every, first, every yeah, Thursday? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Mello's back. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if we if we really covered you know the questions that you had as far as like what you're putting together with the video because I know you want to go and create that and uh, I don't want to like hold you up but I, I like what I like what you're proposing just keeping it short and kind of like still kind of you know vague but at the same time just enabling people to know that, that this is happening. I think that the the bigger thing is really like opening up the the. Uh, just like getting artists involved that have no idea about the space, you know. I, I, 
like it's it's great like we want to do that like that's huge i just don't know if we can get it ha get it to happen in a week you know like we can individually reach out to artists you know just like mellows well, I, I i suspect we, we might be surprised but let's uh the idea is to get the video out now and then we'll see in a couple of days yeah. but to be honest um i plan to run this event fairly often you know maybe yeah, yeah. maybe once a month once every couple of months something like that um so the first one doesn't matter so much um, don't get me wrong. If we if we filled up five six galleries in that time, that'd be excellent. But I'm I'm not too worried. Um, and you know, even if it's one gallery or even half a gallery, that's that's fine. You know, we we we're not making money off this, so there's no pressure to you know to make a load of money for any reason. So if if five people turn up, that's perfectly fine with me. It's five more than we originally had, so we'll see. But I I'm I'm optimistic. You know, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, we've got enough people in the hive right now that could fill up a gallery. Oh yeah, for sure, so totally. easily. Yeah, totally. Um, so, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried. But uh, and also, what we could do, even if we had one or one or two galleries, um, when the uh, the tour goes round, I don't see why we can't include that in the tour. So, I mean, I'll speak to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. the, the the whole point of the hive is that it's a collective and. It's not any. It's not just us admins sorting stuff out. So, my thinking is that. Don't know where to go with this. So. Okay, I'm going to come back to my video that, we're, that I'm talking about, and it's some of the thoughts I'm having on on that about. About that. So essentially, what I'm doing is I'm I'm doing the narration, but my thinking is that yes, I can put my 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 voice on it. But then people are, and we've spoken about this before, Vax, people will then start to see, I guess, a, a figurehead or, or a spokesman. And I think we, as admins, want to lean away from that because that's not what the Hive is. So whilst it's easy for me to just do a little bit of recording for the video with my, you know, with, with my character, my avatar on the stage and with me talking, but does that then drive future content towards having a recognizable face? You know? Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think which, it's 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 almost like well, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. I apologize. No, no, not at all. Jump in. Well, I was gonna say it's kind of like uh, you know, it's almost like you have to have centralization in the beginning, and then you decentralize. It's it tends to be a trend now, and I'm thinking that people are seeking you know leadership in the sense that like, well, go and do it if you want to do it. Go and do it. It doesn't mean that you know that uh, you want to always do it. It's like this podcast, like. Yeah, we're going to have a chat, but ultimately I would like to have anybody in any time zone pop in. But it's like, I just want to record these things and put it out there. And I'm, like I said, trying to do it on a daily basis. So the same kind of thing is like, I don't want it to be circled around me. I want to be able to like come into this thing and disappear and have this thing take on a life of its own somehow. So the same thing would go with what you're trying to assemble where it's like, yeah, you're leading the way, but eventually anybody can take the baton. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, completely. It's just case of um, just discussing, I guess, ground rules, really, in terms of, you know, should I put my face on it? You know, uh, should I not? They're not worries at all. They're just um, considerations, really. But, you know, if if we do plan on, as you say, passing the baton, uh, I don't see why, why I can't put my voice on it to begin with. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm happy to do so. So why... You know, I think that's okay. Oh yeah, I think it's a great thing, and I think that it's okay that uh, that you know you become recognizable, and also that you know people are just 
you know, expecting you to show up and do the thing that you're doing until you don't want to do it anymore. And that's perfectly cool too. And I think someone else well, will say, I mean, yeah. I'd love to do these, um, as I said, these gallery hops every, every month, every two months or so. And it'd be really great to have, like, I mean, pl placing that many arts, say, let's just say in, in six months we've got, we're opening 15 galleries you know, for each event, that's a lot. You've got to build those galleries for a start, which will take a while. They can be a set format, a set template rather. Um, but then even just, uh, that's a lot of data uh, that people are sending in. You've got to place all of that art, get the names right, get it checking. You know, it would be really great to have like a little team of volunteers uh, to do that. And that's where I see the hive then evolving because then someone else will go, well, okay, Paradox, you're, you're busy this month. I, I'll do it for you. You know, and and then, I mean, it's not one per. It's not. It's not like it's a paradox event. It's a it's a hive event. I'm imagining. But the point is, somebody else can do it, and then then I can step away, and someone else is is leading the way. And I think that's think that's really great. Oh yeah, totally. I think that it, you know the empowerment of the artist is is uh, is essential, but also it's it's almost like how people talk about the artist and the collector, and and in this case, it's almost like. We want to empower the artist and the parcel owner. So I'm, I'm imagining that eventually, you know, determining ways or inventing ways to monetize the parcel is going to be a, you know, is going to be a subject that comes up. It's like, okay, and I'm not necessarily saying that, in other words, that might be where the hive's job is done, where it's like, okay, like that, that gallery's got some traction. It's a sweet build. The parcel owner really likes what's been created. It's got great uh, throughput in terms of art. Now we need to hire a curator to manage that that parcel, and we need to be able to have profit sharing mechanisms put in place for everyone. Because ultimately, it will come down to ec economics. Uh, can these things sustain themselves? Because it, nobody has enough time in the world to you know to maintain you know the hundreds of parcels and you know what I'm saying, like just doing everything without any economic compensation. It, it, I mean, it doesn't add up, and it shouldn't add up. But that is, I think, where the hive starts to, you know, step aside, and then you end up with a more for-profit entity emerging. What do you think about that? Because I wanted to kind of touch on that. I think that's something that isn't often spoken about within the hive. So, one thing that's been crossing my mind recently is that the hive currently, as you say, is not for profit, and eventually, even with the right right share mechanisms, you know, the uh, the smart contracts, um, it will be a lot of work. And I'm just wondering if the second that something like Rightshare comes in, some entrepreneurian uh, person is going to come in and, and actually, you know, come in with five or six members of a team and they will become essentially estate agents for CV, you know. And, and then I, want, I do wonder if something like Hive will, uh, will find problems because um, essentially parcel owners are going to say, well, why would I come to the Hive if... I could I could actually earn a load of money from um, you know this estate agent that they they give me 75% of the rent and do all of the work, but I'm hoping the fact that what we do and and it's for community and you know art for art's sake will, will be our saving grace. Uh, if if that's kind of what you mean, that that's kind of the thoughts I'm having in terms of. Yeah. Money making. Yeah, I was so, I was thinking yeah. it kind of like in phases. It's almost like the hive has a purpose until it doesn't have a purpose because the model has shifted to a for-profit model. And that's, that's kind of the idea is that the ideas bubble up within the hive muse 
and 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 that muse part really is essential because it's like the spirit of why we're coming together to collaborate and then that little cluster of 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 people say hey well this thing is working we've been able to test it on a parcel but now we need to to consider you know the economics and so yeah i completely like i just and i don't think there's anything wrong with it that's the beautiful thing it's almost like the hive um is is just serving its purpose and then it realizes when it's no longer you know, it doesn't. In other words, it's not a good fit anymore for the hive because, of, well, or it's just like the hive has <clears throat> done its job, and then you end up with a, a colony that emerges, or, or, or like you know, its own little beehive, its own little cluster that's doing its own thing, and they've got, you know, the parcel owner, the the curator, anyone that's involved in the project, even when it comes to the ad network, you know, I still think it would be cool to have some type of hive correlation with the parcel. But it may just be a simple NFT hanging in the gallery saying this this originated as a as a hive project or a hive, you know, manifestation or, or however we turn. Yeah, I, re- I really like that idea actually. Yeah. Because I, I think that once we do solve the uh the right share stuff, which seems to be, you know, we're getting really close to doing that. So it's just gonna be a matter of demoing the technology and then getting getting uh yeah, that's really all it is, and it'll it'll just be awareness as far as like, hey, like we we can do X, Y, and Z. Use uh, come to hivemuse.com, click on the 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 right share icon, and then explore it because there's going to be ways to not only grant access to collaborators, but also to manage your parcel portfolio. And I think uh, that um, I, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, th- I think right now we are appealing to a lot of um, parcel owners who, uh, the ones that are interested actually are artists themselves or, you know, and have a certain amount of, uh, of parcels they own. But I wonder when we get the official, the officialness, is that the right word, of, um, of the right sharing, I suspect that is when we will start to get the attention of in- institutional investors, you know, the people that, they really don't care uh, about about the art, it's all about money, and uh, that's that's a it's a fair game. That's up to them if they want to do that. But I I do think that they will they will be interested only at that point. Yeah, yeah, because I've certainly spoken with a few people that are simply speculating. They don't really have well. It's not that they don't like art. They just aren't researching that side of the game, and so they're just approaching parcel accumulation in terms of being able to rent them out, and that's that's perfectly fine. But I from just from my small sampling, I would say that at least 90% of the parcel owners are, are highly interested in art. So you have maybe 10% of the, uh, uh, you know, of the parcel speculators being speculators. I don't, I don't know, but I could be completely wrong on that. That's just my little sampling. I would hope to believe that, that the parcel owners that are active in CV right now are interested, interested in art. It almost seems like most of them are artists, like you had said. So. It does seem that, um, part of, Part of as what we're doing for the hive is we are contacting a lot of these parcel owners and it seems that the ones that are interested get back to you pretty much straight away and then saying yep yeah, this is a great idea um or just no, no thanks but I'll, con- I'll consider it in the future and then you get the investors who are literally in it for investing they never get back to you yeah. and that, that that's the bridge i'm hoping to erect when uh, you know, once we've got the the Lendroid stuff through the the right sharing, because I think suddenly those people, those investors, will will be interested. And yeah. right now, um, 
I mean, I don't know what I don't know what kind of deal we'll come to agree with them because they may not be happy with just here you go, let's donate all of my parcels, the rights for free. They they may want some sort of rent, but it may be that they they say, okay, well, I'm not making any money off this for the next year because the the infrastructure isn't there. There's not enough buyers, so I'll give it to you for a year, and that's fine. We can work with that. Um, totally. You know, and and it, and it's it's just another tool, and it might not last. But you know, if we can tie them down to six months a year, that's that's brilliant. And a lot of these investors have, you know, there might be one one investor may have sixty parcels, you know, fifty parcels, even ten, and that that and that gives us the power to give power to the builders. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I am I'm excited excited to see where it goes in the next sort of month or so. Yeah, I think that it's it got a lot of potential because. If we can just get creatives inside of these empty parcels and have them innovate, I think what we'll see is that they'll come up with some type of interesting uh, for-profit entity that they're like, okay, this thing is going to make money. And then at that point, it's almost like it's like uh, trying, you know, trying before you buy. So it's like, okay, you, you go into this thing, or you can even say try before you rent. Um, but you go in, you go in, and you just try and make something. And then, if you can get people to come in world to your parcel and engage economically, then you, you're like, okay, this worked. And then it's like, I think that that, I think that's an interesting approach too, as far as like pitching it to parcel owners, is that it's this is completely temporary. We're going to try and get creative people into the parcel to innovate, and then say that they, especially once we have the right share contract in place, it's like, okay, look, just give us, you know, 90 days. Uh, to, to prove a model because I, I almost think that six months you get a little too comfortable <laughs> but if you give them you know like say 90 days to make something happen and if you, it's just like in sales like you got 90 days to make some money and if you don't make money you're fired yeah yeah <laughs> you know and, and it's like look because we got a lot hopefully we'll have just more you know I think I know we're gonna have a ton of creators that are just like cool I can build in this parcel and I can try and make something happen and then if I do it's almost like an incubator you know it's like you're, you're bringing people in they can innovate, and if something flies, you know, like something they're working on actually works out, then they step into that next stage of some of, of, of seed capital. It's like okay, like the hive has done its job. Now angels and different, you know, people are, are willing to invest in the business. If it's a gallery, or I mean, there's so many business use cases that I'm every night just like, man, that's a business. That's a business. I'm hesitate to talk about it in the hive because I don't want it to just seem like we're talking about business and capitalism and all of that. I mean, at the core of it, I am a creator and artist, and that's why I'm here, is to empower artists. But I also understand that pe that artists are a lot more powerful when they have a, a lot of money, not just a little bit of money. So my aim is really to, to make artists rich, and, the, and as artists become more empowered, and you know, they can actually take their ideas and make them happen, and they can hire other people, they can pay other people that they need to have help. Anyway, that's more of the you know, I guess longer term vision, just my own personal vision as far as like how, in other words, I couldn't see myself continuing to be involved with a nonprofit if we're not thinking business, you know. No, down, um, yeah. one, one thing you mentioned a little while ago, um, we were discussing, and I think it's a really interesting idea is that, yes, we're nonprofit for now, and it's, I guess, I guess that expression is the wrong way of saying it. We will have uh, access to certain resources being money, and, and what I like, what you said uh, a little while ago was that we could have some sort of budgets for different projects. You know, it's not a case of taking a wage. It's a case of the money that comes in from various um, uh, merchandising, which we'll talk a little bit about 
later, probably at the main event, it will be um, that we can actually pay artists to build something goddamn awesome, you know, for, for an event. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of artists will work for free or, you know, for, and their payment will be getting to work on land. But realistically, some artists were like, well, no, you need to pay me. And I, and I think that's completely fair. Everyone's got to make a living. And if someone wants to make a living working in crypto voxels on some giant piece for an event, I think that's awesome. And I think that's a great way to spend um, some resources that the Hive has. Absolutely, man. And it's just really a matter of, uh, at that point, uh, you know, having the, having the DAO established. I, I think it's critical once we start pulling in capital um, that it goes into, you know, the DAO. So that's in tandem with the right share contract working towards the formation of a DAO is certainly something I've been applying my energies to over the past three and a half weeks. But I feel like it's almost like we still have so much, uh, you know, consideration around which platform to use for the DAO and then also uh, are any of these technologies to a point where we can do really what we want to do. And I don't think they are because it's like we can't accept, you know, uh, ERC721 into a DAO address on Colony or Aragon right now, though those those that capability is, is supposed to be woven into those platforms over the next three to three to six months. That's what, you know, people, developers within, you know, uh, those ecosystems have said to me. So it's just a matter of like, either waiting on them or either just basically scaling, you know, putting up a Moloch and, and building our own UI and just having to do what we want to do. And that's really where I'm leaning right now is to say, okay, I mean, we've already got the Colony DAO set up. We've got the Aragon DAO set up for Hive Muse, but I'm not inviting anybody because I'm like, well, it doesn't really do what I want it to do. So I'm, a, I'm kind of hesitant to say, oh yeah, send your ERC721, you know, or because I, because I, it's, it's like, with the right share stuff, I mean, you've got to you've got to be able to send these tokens to an address that we all have a vote on. Anyway, the DAO thing is obviously it's a big thing to unpack. There's a lot of details, and it gets kind of arduous to talk about. I would much rather just say, hey, we figured it out. Uh, it works. Let's try and break it. And so people join, and then it's like, look, this is experimental until it work, you know, until we've proven that it's not going to be broken. Anyway, that's kind of the long-winded. I just wanted to throw that out there because I felt once we start taking money, man, it's so important to have a decentralized you know, entity in place so that people can vote where that money goes. <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're, we're a long ways off that for now. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah and, and you're right, that's not what we're about right now. Um, a lot of foundation work to be going, to be doing first. And, uh, and I think a lot of that will be stuff like this, uh, the gallery hop event uh, that I'm planning. It's not necessarily anything to do with the DAO. It's not necessarily anything directly related to uh, the hive or promoting the hive but it's it's all community stuff and and that's the foundations of you know we need to do all of this stuff before we get to the DAO. if that uh, so interestingly i i mean I, i'd heard the word uh dow before joining the hive obviously but it's not something i particularly researched into and it's definitely something that you yourself and max know a lot more about so for the most part i'm along for the ride on this and I'm still learning um, so I, I'm very very interested to see where it goes I mean I, it's definitely not my area of expertise but I think it's nice that um, you know I, I'm, I'm an admin and I don't necessarily know a lot about the DAO or how it works I, I have a good idea um, but I think it's important that 
it shouldn't just be experts in the field uh, planning this. You should have a different opinion. And and my opinion is, well, the fact that I have less experience on the subject makes a difference because uh, something I've talked about quite a lot in the Hive, which is accessibility in terms of, there's a lot of jargon that gets thrown around in this um, in this scene. And I think somebody, having somebody, I guess like the new kid, kind of it's a, it's, a, it's something you have in, in, in writing uh, where a lot of writers uh, introduce uh, a, a plot device called the new kid, which is uh, essentially, essentially it just means you, you explain everything to that character so that the audience reading understands uh, as well, it gives it gives the writer uh, you know opportunity to, to explain things, and I kind of feel like the new kid in that sense, in the fact that you guys are explaining to me and I'm learning, and I think it's just, it's a really good opportunity for anyone else that doesn't know, and there will be a lot of people that don't understand this stuff. I I would say as far as most people won't understand this stuff. So going back to accessibility. I want everything to be clear and and obvious and 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 not really really techy. I mean, how do you feel about accessibility and and on that front? I 100% agree, and I feel like embedding that accessibility into the user experience is what I'm most focused on. So, in other words, when you pop into HiveMuse.com, you automatically know where to click, and it's like boom, you're inside of the DAO because it says the DAO or it's some type of very simple icon that's like if you want to interact with the DAO click here and when you click in that it's it's just simple like just simple as it can get and all you're really say, uh, like with anything you can have advanced modes and, and stuff and if you want to go digging that will be available as well but just on the face of it kind of yeah I mean all, you know the idea is that you would just sign an Ethereum transaction and so that, that enables you to have your identity associated with an address. And then what we would hope to do is some type of verification. So it, it could even simply be like, hey, let's just get on a voice chat and talk, you know, with one of the three admins. And then it's like, cool, we've, we've established your identity because this will prevent a Sybil attack. And then it's like, here's your NFT that, that, that you know, basically certifies you as a you know, Hive Muse collective member. And as long as you've got that NFT in that address, then that gives you certain rights. And I think that that could help with the Sybil attack. In other words, people scaling, you know, creating multiple identities and addresses. And you have, you know, they've got five or six identities within the Hive and they can you know, use that. And then also you can start to do bonding curves and different types of staking mechanisms that give weight to votes over time. You know, this is this is further down the road. But I also like the idea of not having any DAO and never taking any money and just being completely loose, loosely organized and, and non-monetized. And we have to come up with more for-profit models that spin out of the DAO. And this thing is just simply a group of people coming together. So it, we're, we're definitely looking at both you know sides of the game. Or you know what I mean? It's like there's no no struct, no legal structure at all. This is just a Discord channel with the website, and we're adding voluntarily technologies to the website. And I, but I, you know even right now I think about it. The server, uh, the dot org, uh, hivemuse.org, Max owns the domain. It's on my server dot com, hivemuse.com. Max owns the domain. It's on his server. So at any moment, you know, Max could be like, nah, fuck everything, I'm out of here. And he could delete it or he could just, you know, he could just kill the server. And so, same thing with Discord, you know, it's like right now that, you know, Max controls the Discord, he could at any moment, you know, basically kick us all out. <laughs> so, 
so it's that kind of stuff where it's like, you know, just trying to like figure out how to do decentralization is a challenge in and of itself. But I think that the main thing is relationship building and communication. As long as we're able to communicate where we're at and, and what we're actually trying to achieve, everyone, and, and then also in, be very inclusive, totally inclusive, so that people feel like their voice is being heard, especially contrarian voices, um, because those are the ones where we learn the, the hive itself, the hive mind can learn about itself. It gets, a, it gets an honest reflection. Anyway, it goes both ways. I mean, you, you can have over-optimization as far as, you know, people not being critical or you could say over-positivity or some, some type of excessive positive. Because you see a lot of that in this game too where people are just like, oh, that's great, everything's perfect. Like, And then you realize, man, you know, like that's not going to work out too well going, going forward for everyone. It's just going to be very exclusive. Anyway, there's a lot in that that kind of ran off on a, t on a tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> nice. It is. You I mean you could talk about that stuff in its own subject for an entire podcast, or probably ten. So you know, <laughs> it's yeah, nice yeah. to touch on these things. Is this the is this the first podcast? How yeah. many How many have you done so? This is it. This is number one, and I'm 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 just gonna try and hop on here every day at one p.m. Central Standard Time. But like I was saying, it would be cool too to have someone else willing to record this that would hop on, you know, like in your time zone. And it's like, well, now, you know, you know, the virtual buzz is with Paradox or it's with someone else. As long as I, I just would like them to record it. That would just be cool, you know. But anyway, um, that's what I was kind of thinking was that, you know, we just have a set time every day. I know it's crazy. Believe me, it's crazy. I've done this before back in in the, uh, the late, late 2000s. I had a, a live video stream where I was just focused on domaining and the domain game. But it was 24-7. I had the cameras running. It was intense. I did it for about six months. Didn't turn the cameras off. And it was it was, it was not. It was unhealthy. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that again. But I, I figured just, like, we'll see what happens on this thing. But, yeah, this is the first one. And I'm glad you hopped in. And I'm glad Q's here. I wish his mic would work because he, he definitely has a lot of awesome stuff to communicate. So, Q, anytime you want to join in, um, you know, in the future or now or whatever, like it, it's, it would really be good to, to get your voice uh, heard and just share some of the ideas that you're having and just to talk. Um, but I guess his mic is still not working because I don't hear him. Um, and I think it's, it's nice to say that if anyone's listening that it's not a case of that. Um, so this is a public voice channel in the hive. Yeah. So anyone can join at any time. If, um, it means you can you can obviously listen to the podcast afterwards, but you know if you know the time that we start every time, just jump in. If you want to talk about something about the hive or uh, you know the crypto industry in general, do it. You know we're not having specific guests. I mean we may say there's someone specific joining us, but it, anyone can join in and, and talk. And I think that's a really really nice way of doing it as well because we are a community and it shouldn't just be a few key key people at the top of the hive dictating things and talking about what they want to talk about. It's a community. So come join us. Yeah, and another thing is I'm not gonna edit these things. I'm literally just gonna like post it as soon as we're done. I don't wanna edit anything, I don't want any any music, you know, like just like, oh we're gonna have this like you know, this music at the beginning or, or some type of editing, because I, I hate listening to shit where it's like, you can tell that they chop, chop, chop. And I get it, like we only have a certain amount of time, but I'm like, well, you know, most players, you can, you know, double the time, like play us chipmunk style, like make it real fast and just kind of absorb whatever the hell is going on. But even then, like, 
it ultimately doesn't even matter that you listen to these things. What matters is that you hop in and we actually have a communication that we're, we're yes. able to engage. And that's it. And, and I don't plan on listening to this stuff. I just want to put it out there and, and, and just uh, for posterity, I guess, kind of, I don't even know really. Maybe, maybe it's just out there for people that didn't, you know, that didn't, that weren't able to listen to it. But at the same time, I really don't even think that you should waste your life listening to it. Honestly, I think you should just jump into the next one. And these things just exist. I don't know. But it's out there, but you can consume it as they wish. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been going for like 47 minutes. Maybe, uh, you know, I know that you were like, I, we, I, you know, I have a lot of stuff to do. And that's why I'm really grateful that you jumped in, man. Um, but I was thinking like, I'm, I'm open to keeping these things go, going for as long as, uh, as, as they need to, as far as each episode. Um, but maybe maybe we just end this one right here, short of an hour, and uh, it's a start. What do you think about that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm going to crack on with this video in the meantime. Word. I like it, man. That's awesome. Well, we'll um, I guess we'll just pick back up, you know, at some other point. Cool. Cheers, guys. I'm, I'm Paradox, and I'll catch you later. We'll see you later, Vax. Thanks, thanks so much for hopping in, man. I'm looking forward to doing more of this kind of stuff. Hey man, see you later. All right, later.